listening to Marching Orders. My name is John Omaragi, President of ARM. And my name is David Awad, CTO. And once a month, sort of, we get together and put out a podcast. That is 10 minutes long with interesting info about community, philanthropy, and what ARM is up to. Yeah, so I think we're, we're way past once a month at this point. The yes. last one came out and, like, it, it wasn't cold out. Let's put it that way, the last, yeah. when the last one came out. But you are listening to us on an entirely new rig. Uh, David got his microphone working, so now both of us have microphones. And uh, this is actually one of the rare times that David and I are recording in the same space together, which is also a very uh, a nice uh, development. But yeah, basically we're, again, for the second time, taking our podcast way more seriously, or taking it less seriously, I guess, depending on how you look at it. We're going to be incorporating new elements into it, um, toying around with it and making it something that's more valuable. So if there's something that you would like to hear us discuss, or if there's a particular segment that you want us to discuss on the podcast, send an email over to join at arm.gives with the subject line podcast. Dave, uh, I'm going to kick it off about the fundraiser, but obviously you were there as well, so let's, uh, let's talk about it together. Sure. So this year we held our annual Community Spirits fundraiser at Delta's. Um, it was sponsored by Bacardi, uh, Revivalist Spirits, and Asbury Park Distilling. So um, major takeaways from the fundraiser. Um, it was a bunch of fun, uh, as it always has been. Yes. Um, it was a brunch, which I think ended up working out a little bit better because mm-hmm. we were able to have it on the weekend. So we could, you know, we kind of... We were able to raise more money with less people, and that's a really interesting insight to me because what that tells me is those that support us are supporting us in greater capacity than they have been, um, and that's going to be a really important uh, insight moving forward. Mayor Cahill came through as well, which was kind of exciting. Yeah, he did. He came, he gave a speech. Um, he uh, We invited him to join in as a guest bartender, but obviously he was in the middle of campaigning and very busy. But right. we did have a bartender job at last minute, and so I had to fill in. I was told that my green Cosmo, um, obviously for arm colors, was tasty. Uh, it, <laughs> it did not advance past the first round, though, so I very gratefully uh, bowed out in the first round and enjoyed the rest of the competition from the other side of the bar. Word. Uh, we've done uh, separating, separating ourselves from the, fund, the second fundraiser that we've run on cocktail competition. We've done a... I can't even remember because it's all blurred to me whether we've done one or more community dinners. I think one since the summer. Right. We we usually do two a year. So the one that that just... The one that you're referencing, the one that just happened not too long ago, was our fall slash summer slash... The small fall slash winter slash holiday community dinner. Yeah. So that was the first weekend of November. We had a lot of meals donated... Special thank yous to Destination Dogs, Bayleaf Grill, Harvest Moon, Tecoria, and Deltas. We had so much food left over at the end, we gave out about 80 meals in total, 50 in person at the community dinner, and then we packed about 30 and then ended up with uh, a good amount of volunteers going and giving them out to people in person out on the streets, which was really, really good to see. So, yeah. Yeah. Really good stuff there. Another major thank you is always to our longest standing sponsors, Hidden Grounds, for hosting the event. Yes. Um, we were also very lucky to be joined by uh, some awesome folks from NJ Reentry. 
which is a really interesting social service organization uh, throughout the state that focuses on getting people back into the system once they've interacted with the legal side of things. So we were very excited about that. Um, We actually had a friend of ours um, this morning have a meeting at NJ Reentry, and he's going to be going to their work program um, getting set up and uh, ideally staying out of the legal system. So let's uh, I'll keep you tuned on that. Um, after community dinners, we followed up with... Uh, well, it's no secret that Community Cuts is my favorite event, but we had another awesome Community Cuts event, um, again, hosted at Onyx. We had Victor, Kiki. Um, we had representatives from V-Style Salon in Edison. Uh, special thanks to Tiffany and Chef Lika. And uh, actually, Kiki got engaged. Uh, her fiance Costas came all the way from Greece, totally not to marry her, but exclusively to do uh, a community cut event for <laughs> us. So um, exactly, that was obviously a lot of fun. And uh, again, uh, another another great uh, welcome edition of NJ Reentry at that program. So we definitely hope to have them with us moving forward. Um, as we continue to uh, grow out our referral network. Dave, why don't you tell me a little bit about Giving Tuesday? Giving Tuesday. So, for those of you who don't know, uh, every year there is a holiday called Thanksgiving, and after that holiday comes Black Friday, then Cyber Monday, then Giving Tuesday. So Giving Tuesday is all about uh, sort of putting out donations to nonprofit organizations that are exciting to you, Facebook every year matches all nonprofit donations up to a certain amount. I think it was uh, something like ten million. Uh, yeah, like seven million. But yeah, yeah. So uh, we fundraised. I believe it was about a thousand or fifteen hundred on Giving Tuesday. Yeah, right around there. I think. Well, depending on like how strict you are with the definition of Giving Tuesday, I think we were right around the twelve hundred mark. Yeah, so that's cool. Um, definitely a huge thank you to everyone who supports us in any capacity. I cannot thank you enough personally, and it means a lot. And you'll hear. Uh, we have some other exciting news for you that you'll hear about today on the podcast about uh, some of the things we're going to be working on with. Uh, donations from people like you, and we really appreciate it. Yeah, another interesting thing to bring up is that, uh, so Giving Tuesday, I think, has been around for about six years now. Uh, It gets bigger every year. Uh, Last year, in 2017, about $300 million was raised on Giving Tuesday. They anticipated, um, or they projected in the neighborhood of, uh, I think it was $315 million, and uh, I'm pulling up the, here we go, so uh, the 2018 Giving Tuesday haul for all of philanthropy was $380 million. so approximately $50 million more than projected, which was already a 24% increase, so what is that, that's, that's somewhere in the neighborhood of a 35% increase? That sounds right to me. Okay, so yeah, so I mean, a massive, massive change, so you know, Giving Tuesday from a philanthropic perspective is arguably one of the largest and most important components of growing the industry out. The more that there is a medium for giving and the more that there is an emphasis on providing security to organizations that matter to you, 
and have missions that align with your values, the better of a world we can make together. And so I think it's a really cool day to celebrate philanthropy as opposed to, you know, Veterans Day where you celebrate veterans or Black History Month. There, you know, there are holidays that have special meaning and there are organizations that have an alignment with those holidays. But what I like about Giving Tuesday is that it's actually cause agnostic and therefore puts the focus on making involvement a portion of what you're up to. So one thing that they don't really keep good tally of is the amount of people that sign up to volunteer or follow a newsletter or things like that. You know, there's so much more to Giving Tuesday than just the amount of money that's raised. However, that is obviously a shocking statistic and worth mentioning. Um, what else do we have on here? Code Blue. Code Blue. Yeah, guys, it is Code Blue season. Um, yes, I've, it is. I volunteered for the first Code Blue. It was, as it's always been, a great time, um, great conversation. You know, it's, a, it's an opportunity to meet and interface with people who think similarly to you and about a cause that you care about. Um, and we need more people. Um, we need as many people as we possibly can because the way that Code Blue works is you basically have to take a last minute, um, you have to take a last minute announcement and make it into a, you know, full steam shift, uh, two shifts. So the first one is 7 p.m. to 1 a.m. and then 1 a.m. to 7 a.m., and it's very difficult to do that with a small pool of volunteers. So the more people that sign up to volunteer, the more people that agree to volunteer, the less of a strain it is on everyone and the greater care we can give to everyone. Um, David, why don't you uh, share a little bit about your, your Code Blue experience and, and why you think it's so important? Well, with Code Blue, I think the thing... So for those of you who don't know who are, who are listening, Code Blue is a program run by New Brunswick to create a sort of shelter during the winter when it gets, uh, when the temperature gets below a certain uh, benchmark. So a bunch of designated areas in, uh, in our case, New Brunswick will open up their doors to anyone who is outside and needs somewhere warmer to be because it is literally too cold for it to be safe. So Code Blue is incredibly important, and uh, I actually met the guy who was sort of the grandfather of Code Blue. We met him at Rock, New Brunswick. Uh, Dave Blevins? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so, that guy is a legend. Yeah. So I, I think the thing, uh, the thing for me that's most important about Code Blue is literally that it, it takes people out of the cold, and that is such a huge thing because the cold is the thing that I hate the most about being alive. So... Uh, <laughs> I can say that it is, uh, something I, I have a lot of appreciation for. I don't get to volunteer with Code Blue as much as I'd like to, but it's one of the most important things that exists out there in New Brunswick. Yeah, um, I think we're gonna jump, we're gonna, we're gonna go a little bit back and forth on our agenda here, not like it matters to anyone listening, but, um, <laughs> because, because you don't see the agenda, so it doesn't matter what comes first, um, David, why don't you talk a little bit about the Benefit Concert? You've been working with these folks a lot closer than I have. There's a lot of really great people on that team, um, so let's make everyone aware of them. So for any of you who are part of New Brunswick's independent music scene, you may be aware of uh, a lot of indie concerts that have gone on 
through Embrace DIY, which is a small company run by Caroline Romanelli, who has been doing really cool, really cool work getting together independent musicians and running a lot of indie shows and and small concerts, getting together like really awesome uh, musicians in New Brunswick and just getting uh, getting good people together and having them make really good music. So they have decided to reach they reached out to us and we're very thankful for this they are planning on running a benefit concert at barca on the 20th of this month and that will be i believe it is at uh 8 p.m uh 8 p.m at barca on december 20th so if you are interested they will be having uh, a few musicians come through i think derek braxton will be uh on the the tables DJing? I don't know. I don't know enough about think, how a DJ I think works. either of those is an accurate way of describing what a DJ does. Okay, so there will be so there will be tables that are well managed and we will be there in a circular fashion. Yes. Uh we will be there uh we will be there as well talking to people, making a case for what we do and what we care about in our mission. If you are interested, please feel free to come to Barca or uh as always you're welcome to reach out to us with other questions and uh Things like that, but obviously a huge thank you. This is the first time we're doing something like this with uh, Embrace DIY, but they've done stuff like this for other great causes like Town Clock, and uh, we're really excited to be working with them. So, Caroline, if you're listening to this, we cannot thank you enough, and uh, we are looking forward to it. So it'll be exciting. Again, that is the 20th at Barca, and uh, yeah, hope to see you guys there. Yeah, uh, thanks again, Caroline, and DI- Embrace DIY, and all of the awesome folks that will be in attendance, and all of the awesome folks that will be playing. Um, one thing I like the most about what Caroline is up to is that she, um, one thing that everyone's not seeing now is David arguing with his cat, which is really interesting. Uh, anyway, so uh, one thing I really appreciate about Embrace DIY is you'll have... Um, local bands that are rising very quickly to prominence, folks like uh, uh, Cook Douglas, who, you know, are the kind of mainlining bands and all that fun stuff. And right after or before them is someone who might be playing for the very first time in their life. So I like her all-inclusive attitude. I think it's a fantastic way to facilitate community growth. And um, I will say from personal experience, from having been in New Brunswick for a pretty large portion of my life that um, her, alongside the efforts of a bunch of other folks, um, Derek Braxton definitely included in that conversation, um, this is a second renaissance for music in the New Brunswick area. So um, please come out on the 20th, and please follow Embrace DIY for more information on any future events that they might be having. Um, Moving along now to news that's been burning a hole in my pocket since we started recording. Um, Right around, I want to say it was three days before Thanksgiving, I get a call from one of our supporters that they have some really awesome news. They don't want to, you know, they don't want to tell me over the phone. They want to see me in person. So I go over to their place and they tell me that they have, um, they've set aside enough resources to purchase a trailer Um, not a trailer for the shower bus, but a slightly smaller trailer. Um, and they wanted to know if that would be of use to us. And so I brought that back to the team and we decided that 
this trailer will become the new flagship for the organization. Um, as David puts it, our mobile journey now starts today. And so I'd like to uh, officially on the podcast, and those of you that follow us on social media might have already seen it, but officially on the podcast, announce our plans to bring the MAU, the Mobile Assistance Unit, to New Jersey. Um, it's going to function, kind of think of it as a mobile closet or a mobile pantry. So there's going to be clothing, socks, care packs, and uh, canned goods and other necessities that will allow us to provide immediate relief and immediate assistance um, and more importantly, directly impact the lives of the people that we serve in an extremely more comprehensive way. Um, I know, David, you're just as excited about this as I am, so I want to give you an opportunity to, uh, to opine here. So this is really exciting for a number of reasons. I can give you guys sort of the game plan on, on what we want to do with this. So we're, we have this trailer, and it is huge, and we're going to obviously do a lot of the things you would expect right we're going to be building out the inside and if you're interested or you have experience with building out large trailers or or construction projects on the inside as of say like renovating an rv or something like that or if you are one of the very few van dwellers out there we would love to hear from you because we're trying to come up with the best way to make this happen we have a lot of smart people that we're able to work with fortunately and we're always happy to hear more feedback. So we're going to be building out the inside of this trailer, filling it with clothing, food, driving it around between places like Elizabeth, Perth Amboy, New Brunswick, of course, and uh, maybe even Jersey City. And definitely the, Jersey City. <laughs> uh, so we're going to be taking this all uh, taking this all over the place, and we're going to be giving out clothing and food to whoever we can find that needs it, and we're going to meet these people where they are. And uh, make sure they have, uh, make sure they have whatever we can give them, and uh, help whoever we can. No. Yeah. and that's a good point. Meeting people where they are. That's kind of how the organization started. Um, we were, you know, the whole nomenclature and 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 marketing strategy around being the army um, does kind of harken back to the idea of the fact that we're the foot soldiers of of outreach, right? So we're the people that go out and find those that might need assistance as opposed to letting them come to us. Now, we're very lucky to have reached a point in our growth where it's a little bit of both now, but um, I think the mobile assistance unit is a really interesting and innovative way to return back to our roots of direct outreach and um, ongoing outreach. So uh, I really, I could talk about this all day, but I'm sure at this point we are well, well, well past our 10-minute mark. Uh, where are we at right now, David? Uh, eighteen minutes. Eighteen minutes. Okay, so we've now nineteen minutes. <laughs> so we've now effectively doubled the amount of time. Um, just a couple of housekeeping notes. Uh, like I mentioned before, we are going to be changing the um, the format to a certain extent. Um, not to say that there's an executive strategy around changing the format of the podcast, but. Um, we really do want to ask your opinion and get your thoughts on how we can make it better. So please do, um, don't forget to visit our website, which is new and revamped and beautiful. Thanks to Dory, David, myself, Kelsey, and the rest of the team. Um, but please, if you have any ideas, whether it's, hey, we want guest speakers, or hey, we want you to discuss one current events article uh, every podcast, just go ahead and shoot that thought into an email. Uh, you can email join j-o-i-n at arm a-r-m dot gives g-i-v-e-s and with the subject title podcast 
Um, David, any closing remarks? Uh, nothing from me. Please, like I said, feel free to reach out to us. We're going to be spending a lot of time coming up with exciting plans for the mobile assistance unit and how to make that as good as possible. So if you have any experience or you have questions or interest on that, feel free to let us know. We have a lot of really cool things on the horizon that are, uh, it, and a lot of these are sort of the things that, uh, a lot of these were sort of the things that we wanted to do when we started, which is what makes it so exciting. So you will certainly be seeing us a little bit more, and you'll definitely, if you are curious, you'll definitely hear an earful from me or John if you pull us aside and ask us about why this is cool and why this is worth doing. And the dream at the end of the day is just to make things better for people. So uh, that's what we're going to do. All right. Well, thanks, everyone, for listening. Thanks, Dave. And uh, take us home. This podcast was produced by ARM, a federally recognized 501c3 nonprofit organization dedicated to providing health and hygiene services to those who need it. Thank you for listening.